If you had to describe 2022, how would you? I think I would just describe it as indescribable. It's been a year more full of uncertainty and chaos than any that have come before. I'm so grateful that we have an opportunity during this Advent season to stop and reflect on the hope, love, joy, and peace that was brought into our world when Emmanuel, God with us, came and pitched his tent among us. So we're going to interrupt our All the Things conversations just for a few weeks to focus on the four Sundays of Advent and talk about hope, love, joy, and peace and what it can mean to us right now in this cultural moment. We hope that you enjoy these conversations and they help you be re-centered on the true meaning of this season. God bless. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Gather Influence podcast. It's Rebecca Doner, and I am excited to be here for the second episode of our special Advent series we're having this year. Uh, last week, you got to hear Kathy Osipchuk chat with Alyssa from Compassion Canada, and they talked about hope. And this week, I have one of my favorite people uh, on with me. She is my friend and my running partner here at Gather Women on the exec team with me, Stacey Mathis. Uh, she hails from Red Deer, Alberta, and we are going to jump into a conversation all about love. But I'm just going to let Stacey tell you a bit about herself before we do that. Uh, sure. Hi, everyone. Um, yes, I'm here in Red Deer, um, Alberta. I've been with Gather uh, since 2020, um, early 2020, Rebecca and I met once in person, and um, we got to do that again not very long ago, uh, which was a, a really, um, really great uh, reunion. But I am, I'm here in Red Deer. Uh, I'm married. I have three, um, I would say, adult children. Um, my youngest is 19. She's got just one foot out the door. So um, I am. I am on the brink and looking on the horizon of a new season of being a um, an em empty nest, if I could put air quotes to that, Mom. Um, but just yeah, on a journey of discovering new things with God every day, and so doing this doing this podcast with Rebecca is just uh, one of those things to try and try and keep discovering and experiencing uh, God in in the everyday everyday stuff. That's great, and we're so thankful that you are part of Gather. Uh, working with you and partnering with you is always uh, a high of my day, I know. Um, so we're going into the second week of Advent and, you know, the theme in our order here is love. And so when we talk about love at this time of year, what thoughts come to your mind specifically in this season of Christmas as we approach it? You know, I think this season is always so interesting um, because it's Oh gosh, I'm going to sound like Scrooge, but to some extent in the world, I think it's like manufactured joy, you know, all of a sudden the bells are ringing and the bobtails are singing and all the kind of thing. And, and, um, and, and I, I mean, I, I love, I'm going to use the word love. I love Christmas, but I, the season is important um, because it's kind of like a centering. Like I come back to this space about, okay, like, why is it that I follow this person named Jesus? And and what, what does that mean? And what does that look like? And how can I, how can I be different in, in a time when, when the world is, is pushing, you know, the way that we show our um, care for others in like, what well, we buy them or what kind of time we spend with them um, or 
Um, also I, I have this rub with it too. Cause I'm like, I don't want to give just because it's December 1st. Like I don't want to help someone in need just because it's December. I don't want to reach out, you know, just because it's December. Like I want to do that January through December. Mm-hmm. And so I have this, yeah, kind of like, um, tension in me with, with the season, but, but the season, yeah, is important to me. Cause I think about, as a parent, I think about different things like, you know, what it was like to welcome a child into the world and how, when you look at that, that new person, that life, um, you have this sense of awe and this strange sense of like, I will go to the ends of earth for this little being. Mm. And what would I do for this person? And, and I'm kind of, yeah, like brought to the space of like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could sacrifice them like God did. Mm. So my, my, my love for my child goes as far as I humanly possibly can like imagine it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think is, is sort of touches on, on something you and I were chatting about even before our conversation, which mm-hmm. is what we understand and experience of love, mm-hmm. what the world tells mm-hmm. us love is and looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, love actually is right so there's all of the nuances right there's like oh I just love that dinner right yeah I love those shoes (laughs) for people who love shoes right um that's you know but then there's this deeper and we sort of have these unspoken understood levels based on context of language but there is this blur happening where we've maybe we've maybe muddied love to the point that it means less than it once did. And it's mm-hmm. kind of lost something. Um, yeah. You know, what are your thoughts kind of on this sort of modern view of love versus what it was really intended to be? Oh yeah. I think, and I mean, yeah, I did it when I was in my, my younger, you know, my younger years. Um, there's this like fairy tale romanticized, ideal I think of love you know that's actually only like three feet deep and (laughs) we don't even like people we we don't do what true love is we do it a huge disservice I think is what I'm trying Mm. to say by by not talking about or sharing the actual like depth that love actually is it's it's um there's an element of sacrifice self-sacrifice there's an element of pain I think that comes with it and yet we live in a world that yeah like it definitely highlights the the that that like fluffy you know butterfly feeling of it and then if every if everything isn't going well this must not be love as well you know either um and so there's even this sense of like throwawayness to it I think where it's like um, I love that person. I don't love this, that person mm. anymore. Mm. And, and it's like, no, that's not what it is. Like love is love is sacrifice and it's work and it's putting it's um, it's disadvantaging yourself to the advantage of others. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. It made me think when you said about like fluff. So I will be honest this time of year, I love myself a good Christmas Hallmark movie mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're oh, all yeah. over they're all over and I watch them now. My girls are old enough that they'll watch them with me. And like 
like really mid mid movie I'll say to them this is not how you actually fall in love <laughs> like, like this is not it guys it's fun to watch it's all great and dreamy and we can all predict it like we you know we yeah. get 10 minutes in and we're like oh that they're gonna have a fight and then they're gonna end up together like you can predict the whole mm-hmm. the whole match yeah I think we'd kind of like that though right I think we kind of yeah. like this like prescribed pattern um, yeah still that like maybe it's the modern version of the knight in shining armor story right like you know these two people and they meet and whatever and it's been like two days and I'm like I I I keep telling them I'm like we can watch these and enjoy these but please don't let this define for you what what love and relationship looks like Mm -hmm. because I've often said like love is often inconvenient right it's it's not you know it's something that interrupts us um you know it's something that causes us to have to like you said like there's some sacrifice there's some effort yeah. um yeah. and 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 we're often called in our faith to love people who you know i think the expression i've used before who leave us leave us kind of battered and bruised for the effort you know we love yeah. them and we don't feel good after and i think that that is something that we're taught is that if i go out and I love on people and I care for them and I give them these things. And afterwards, I'm going to feel good. And that yeah. does happen. And we should, you know, praise the Lord and be thankful for those moments where he fills us in that way. And we get that. And I do think we can feel good in other um, mm-hmm. in other moments, but temporally in the moment, I think it can feel disheartening and heartbreaking yeah. and yeah. like almost like the effort's not worth it. The, mm-hmm. the reward in that moment is is something you can only get from God, right? Like because you're not going to yeah. get it necessarily from that person. So I think we've been taught that if I love someone, there'll be like a positive response. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we're just called to love and love and love when we don't get anything back from hu- like yeah. people around us, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Love is a choice. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's, <laughs> it's true. We have a saying in our family that I have to love you, but I don't have to like you. So we, sometimes I will look at my husband, you know, and look up at him and be like, I like you today. Mm. <laughs> and it's um, because <laughs> I, I made, I made a choice, you know, like I, I made a I when he chose me and I chose him, like we, we made a choice and love, love means to me, I think I, I wake up every morning choosing, you know, what are my, um, the same pastor that, that, um, I kind of quoted a minute ago about disadvantaging ourselves has always said about relationships. Like we have once, especially when you're talking about marriage, once we enter into that covenant relationship, like we have responsibilities over rights. I don't have rights anymore. I have responsibilities. And I know it gets a little dicey when you use language like that, but the gist of it is, um, how do I put him before me? today. And the only way I do that is by putting God first. Mm. Like when I think about Adam or Abraham, sorry, and Isaac, you know, in the relationship of a parent and child love, um, it's not romantic love, but it's still a deep, um, there's a deep love there. And, but he, Abraham loved, loved God more than he loved Isaac because Mm. he was willing to take Isaac up that mountain and sacrifice him. And that's what I was saying earlier about, like, I don't, I know I would, I would sacrifice anything for my child. I don't know if I would sacrifice my child. Mm. Like, so when we, when I think about what, what God did and where that came from and like that, that level 
of care and that type of sacrifice, like that's also what I think about when it comes, when it comes to Christmas is, um, that's the kind of love I think that we're supposed to have as followers of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Or we're at least supposed to strive towards. Totally. Yeah. And, and in our humanness and as much as we can Mm -hmm. in our humanness, you Mm -hmm. strive, strive for that kind of love. And I, I think that's, that's always what I wanted to focus on when it came to Christmas Mm. Um, was not about, not about the things or even the quality time, because I'm a quality time person, but about, yeah, loving Mm -hmm. and loving like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that you touched on something there when you were talking, which is, you know, I think that we try to love in our own power Um, Mm -hmm. and we try to love with our own capacities, but actually we know from scripture that God is love, which means that in the moments where we feel like we can't, we probably can't, you know, I always say, you know, there's that expression, like God won't give you anything you can't handle. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know so... there's the scripture that like, you won't be tempted beyond what you write. Like I get that, but I'm like, God gives me stuff I can't handle all the time, like all the time. Yeah. Well, but, cause if you could handle it, you would not God. So, right. Like, it's like, I can't handle it without God because, you know, yeah. right. Right. And yeah. so I always think that so even love is like that. And I actually, mm-hmm. like, I, I mull around the idea about like, can I even like love God, like the, the the commandment, like love God with all your heart, soul and mind. Can I even do that without God's power? Right. Like there's sort of this, like, can I even do what he's commanded me to do without receiving the love from God first? And, and so I think of that and I think of, um, you know, the, the second there, like the, the second next to it, which is love thy neighbor as thyself, which is a big verse for me. I mean, I have a whole ministry out of our church called love thy neighbor, mm-hmm. you know, but I say, I think the thing is, I think we want to pick and choose who and when and how we love. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I think it would be good. And I do this myself for us all to take a little personal inventory. And I always say like, do we want to love them all? Yeah. Like them all. Mm-hmm. because God loves them all, all of them. Right. And he loved mm-hmm. us when we were at our worst. And he loved us when we were in the mess of our lives. And when we are still, still in the mess of whatever we're going mm-hmm. through now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think that what we've been taught is, and I'm not saying there isn't a time and place to be healthy, but we've been taught, you know, not to push ourselves, not to overextend mm-hmm. ourselves, not to exhaust ourselves but actually what we're just mm-hmm. called to do is love people. And yeah. in my experience, that can be an exhausting thing we're called to, but it's being plugged in to God's yeah. love, right? He's like, yeah. we don't have that. If we, and I really hope people listening, take some time to really read, spend time asking God to reveal to you what it means that he loves you. Like what that actually means, because that's going to be your power source, I think, to move forward with others. Yeah, I think even in my, it made me think a bit about just even in my different leadership, you know, moments and and opportunities and like how not, not everyone is lovable. Like, like they're just not, I'm not lovable all the time. Mm -hmm. And yet, so when I'm, when I'm leading you know, how am I, how am I exhibiting God's love? And I think part of that too, is even in, it's in knowing your people, 
right? It's in knowing yourself and in knowing, knowing your people. And, and maybe that's part of my wiring as a, as an Enneagram one and all the other wonderful things that make me who I am. But I think in knowing, in knowing the people around you, you can facilitate, you know, conversations, you can offer opportunities, um, you can create atmospheres or circumstances. You can connect people who can potentially like come alongside and shore up and, and offer that love in in different ways. And I don't know that we always do that, you know, very well. And so there's always that squeaky wheel that comes, you know, I think even in like old school women's ministry, there's always someone that comes and wants the thing and like, but you should do the thing for them, you know, that sort of thing. Or there's always, there's always the personalities. And I think part of, of staying, staying close and and all, always, you know, walking in a very like active awareness of the presence of God and the presence of, of Holy spirit is to ask the Lord to always be showing you like, what is this mm. person looking for and how can you, mm. how can you be loved to this person in that moment? It doesn't always mean saying yes to what they want, mm. but it means I think having the courage to say, at least for me, it's, it's having the courage to say the hard things in love, but also being able to see how God sees them. So that's a, that's a prayer I've prayed mm. lots of times, you know, it's like, father, this person is challenging me or this opportunity, this experience is challenging me. Like, what is it that you want me to see in this? Mm-hmm. H- help me see this person. Like you see them. And, um, and that's been, that's been huge for me in being able to make, make every opportunity one where, where someone walks away feeling seen and feeling noticed, not by me, but by God through me. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love that. I I think, um, you know, I say, I don't know about, I'm sure people listening, like I've had my bad days and my bad moments and my bad weeks and my bad months. And uh, I have said, I, I hope that God would give the people around me grace to not judge me through a filter mm-hmm. of my worst moments. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, 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 God has expanded that, I think, in my mind to say that what I aim to do is to see people through a lens of who God made them to be, maybe not who they are being in this moment, but who yeah. made them to be, who he designed mm-hmm. and purposed them to be, and not through a filter of their worst moments. And I know that some of my worst moments have been because what is going on behind what people see is hard and heavy life. And it's not an excuse, but if people take time, if we take time to look at one another and ask Mm -hmm. questions and say, Mm -hmm. why, like, why might they be this way today? Or why might they be like this right now? Why might they be hard? Like, why might their heart be hardened? I think if we ask those questions, um, we might discover that there there is a reason, um, you know, whether it excuses it or not is a different conversation, but whether there's a reason. Um, But I think you're right, like just seeing people through that lens of who God, who God designed and purposed them to be, and then Mm -hmm. find the desire to try to, um, like, try to help them find that, discover that for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. and yeah. so I don't know, those are, those are the the thoughts I, I kind of had, but sort of practically though. So here's, here's a good mm-hmm. question because I'm always like, this is all great. We can talk about this all day, but like, yeah. what are some practical ways? Like I think about when you were talking that, you know, love, I think we need to remember that love is a fruit of the spirit, 
right? Mm-hmm. And and you kind of talked yeah. about it being so, you know, that abiding, I think of John, right? Abiding, abiding with Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and being yeah. able to spend time and abiding because we need the spirit, we need the fruit of the spirit in order. And, and we can't produce that on our own, right? Like I said that earlier, we can't, we actually can't produce meaningful love on our own. So the other than that, though, but what is like that practically tangibly look like in our lives? when we're faced with a situation where we're like, I, I, I believe this person is here for me to love. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know that I want to do that right now. <laughs> I mean, I hope I'm not the only person who's had moments like that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I've had them when you're in the hallway and it, this is the moment and you know, your kids or your fam look up at you and you're just like, meet you in the car. Cause yeah, you know, like in this moment, this person needs to be heard or in this moment, I have to say no, or I need to say yes. Like, you know, those, those sorts of things practically though, that comes from what I have learned is the more time I spend in the, the tangible presence of the Lord, the quicker I am to pick up on whether or not this is a, a worldly distraction, stumbling block from the enemy mm. or a God ordained moment that I'm supposed to pause for. Mm. And I, I, yeah, I can't, I myself can't decipher those when I am run down, when I'm busy, when I'm overwhelmed by the, for me, it's the, I'm not enough syndrome or I'm not kind of in sync with my significant others. Mm. Um, so whether that would be a team or my, you know, my, my family and how do I do that? Like I'm learning in this season prayer and not just like father help me prayers, but like prayers of praise and worship and acknowledging all of the things, the micro things I'll call Mm. them that God does. So the more I acknowledge his omnipotence, his omnipresence, like the more I acknowledge the fullness of who he is in my life. So, and, and yes, uh, abiding uh, and, and remaining part um, of that, of the branch, like remaining, remaining in him all the time. Mm -hmm. And the ways that I do that practically are, I have to saturate my world with worship music. And I don't mean that in like a, anti-secular or whatever. Cause I'm, you know, I'm all about a good, a good song, but, <laughs> but, but the worship for me, um, cause God speaks to me, the Holy spirit speaks to me through music, but also, uh, in the word. So, and different sermons and like just what I fill my time with. Right. So everything that's coming in, cause it, you know, like, um, what's in the heart comes out of the mouth. And so mm-hmm. those for me are some practical things. I think, um, are ways of, doing it. And then just acknowledging and asking people for grace. Mm-hmm. And if I miss a moment, which I miss, I miss moments and I walk away and I was like, yep, that was when I was supposed to stop and pause. Mm-hmm. And I've begun to ask the Lord to have someone either more courageous or more in tune be, be in that person's pathway mm-hmm. just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that 
I don't want to be a stumbling block either, you know, but I don't know. I don't know if that like fully answers or no. Yeah. Cause I think it is different. Like, I, I think you're right. Right. Like it's, it's something in the moment. And I think that again, it goes back to that, that sort of being in tune with what God and the spirit is saying. I think mm. for me, one of the things that I have learned um, is I tend to be a problem solver by nature. Mm. And mm. I think what God has taught me over the years is that loving people isn't always trying to solve their problems or quote unquote, fix them, right. Or fix mm-hmm. what's going through. Mm-hmm. But that is, that's something that to me feels very, and I'm not saying that they're again, you know, I hope people take these conversations and understand there's, of course, we recognize there's context and there will be situations where like, there's something very, you know, tangible that you're going to go in there and and deal with. But I I, I think of the verse, God really brought the verse to me in Romans that just says rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who who mourn. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes loving people is just being with them, Mm -hmm. not trying to radically change them in a moment or a conversation, not, you know, trying to, to fix all their problems. And, you know, I, I, I joke because, um, you know, I always say like the church has been really good at delivering pasta casserole and Uh I was, but pasta casserole won't fix people's problems. I think we all know that, but it might make them feel loved through it. And I think, I think the problem is, is that when I think I can fix the problem, I've made it about me. Mm-hmm. My job isn't to fix it. My job is to love them through it. And yeah. so sometimes I think that that looks like just sitting with somebody yeah. and just letting them feel what they're feeling. And it doesn't mean I'm agreeing with everything, mm-hmm. but I'm going to let, I'm going to mourn with them because they're mourning. And then yeah. I'm going to pray with them and pray that God would bring them, you know, revelation yeah. and truth and, and those sorts of things. So I think for me, a big part of like practical, practically loving people Mm-hmm. was actually doing less and just mm-hmm. being and 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 you talked about prayer definitely mm-hmm. like that prayer of like break my heart for what break breaks yours mm-hmm. yeah. because i think often what we do is we assess like we're like well did they get themselves into this is this like mm-hmm. you know and i'm like but here's the thing that god's taught me it doesn't matter because if i look at what i deserve mm-hmm. And how he chose to love me anyway, then like, who am I to determine whether the people are living in the consequence of something? So I'm going to maybe just step away from that. Right. And I, again, I think this is a really big conversation, but then, you know, I think that that's what, that is what the beauty of the love of the manger is, right. Mm -hmm. Is, Is the, the, that he sent love. Like he sent love to earth, right? There's that song, like love came down, right? And, um, and I I think that that is what we remember in Advent is that is to maybe, maybe, maybe what we kind of talked about today to sum it up, I'd love to hear your closing thoughts are, Mm -hmm. are kind of to maybe reclaim the majesty and purity of what love is Mm -hmm. supposed to be like the God is love. Um, Mm -hmm. and to remember that when we use that word and we speak about loving people, we're actually Mm -hmm. speaking about God, right? Because he is love. Yeah. I think, yeah, for me, the, like, a this final thought I think would be that love is sacrifice Mm -hmm. and that's, that's what Christmas is a reminder of for me. I mean, Sometimes I think we, we put that emphasis on like Easter 
um, because we look at the loss and the gain. But I think, you know, the sacrifice, even if we think about the journey that Mary and Joseph took, the sacrifice, the three, the three wise men, you know, like all because they had this like magnetic drawing that only the Lord could have stirred up in them. And so that's what, yeah, I think that's what love is. Love is for me is a, it's a recognition that I can't do this on my own. Mm -hmm. And so, because I am sacrificially loved and given the gift of salvation, who am I to to pick and choose, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and to take something that's actually the beauty of it is in the simplicity of it. Just like the major, um, Mm -hmm. the beauty of, of God's love, I think is in the simplicity of it. Mm -hmm. And, and we try and, and dress it up sometimes like a Christmas tree. And, um, and that's just not what it is. It's not what it is. And um, yeah, so that, I think that would be my, my thought would be my, my hope would be that this Christmas, the simplicity of it would actually be just, you know, like gobsmackingly overwhelming and that you just stand in it and, and um, one night be able to stand outside this December and, and look up at a clear starry sky and just think like, man, what would it have been like? You know, what would it have been like? And then to be able to just go and stand and hear the angels singing, you know, like to be the shepherd boy and like all those things, right. They come together, but the simplicity of it, yet the magnitude of it. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Well, we hope that you have found this encouraging. I actually had a whole bunch more thoughts where you were talking, but we're <laughs> going to wrap it up for today. Maybe we'll have to do another podcast yeah. in our, our ongoing series about this. Um, but we hope that you realize and maybe you would just open in your hearts this um, this December as we approach Christmas to just really consider the love that was shown to us on Christmas and um, to commit to just loving them all. And, you know, uh, we love because he first loved us and for no other reason. And just to remember, like Stacy said, the simplicity and the magnitude with which we were loved and to not overcomplicate it and to just lean into God and lean into his love and he will give you what you need. And maybe to remember that if God is love, then when we share love with one another, we're sharing God with them. You know, we're, we're, we're demonstrating the love of God through us. And I don't know what's on your shopping list, but I don't think there is a better gift you could give somebody this Christmas than the love Mm -hmm. of God. So thank you for being with us. Thanks, Stacey. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this special Advent podcast series on hope, love, joy, and peace. We're so looking forward to 2023, and we hope that you can join us as we continue in our series, All the Things, Amazing Conversations with Extraordinary Women. And also, we're looking forward to gathering together in Calgary for Gather, Rise, Genesis, and hope that you have February 4th on your calendar. Take care during this Advent season. We're thinking of you, and we do hope that you experience the hope, love, joy, and peace of the season. God bless.